Hello and welcome to the Help Me Understand podcast. Help Me Understand is a weekly podcast that explores the context behind the things that we experience from day to day. With topics ranging from personal development to parenting to health and fitness and more, join me, your host, J.K. McLeod, as I share my thoughts and also host conversations that are meant to encourage you to say, help me understand, in an effort to add perspective to the things we experience in everyday life. All right. What is up, folks? Welcome back to another episode of the Help Me Understand podcast. And we are back with another segment of the Perspective Shift series. And uh, this one, I, I think this is going to be our first international episode of um, of the Perspective Shift series. So without further delay, I'm going to introduce or welcome my guest, Claire. Uh, so first, Claire, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks. How are you? I am great. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, come on and have this conversation with me. So let me not delay any longer. Let me turn it right over to you and have you go ahead and introduce yourself to the listeners. So tell us a little bit about you. So I'm Claire. Um, I'm a wife, a mom to two small kids. I am an engineer. Um, I am currently living in uh, Australia, but uh, born and raised um, in South Africa. Oh, and didn't I, know I'm that. Okay. Yeah, and I'm currently living in a very fitness enthusiastic household. If you can see in the back, this is our training room. Yeah, the uh, I see the racing bibs. You got the equipment oh, yeah. there. Oh yeah, all sorts of good stuff. Okay, and yeah, uh, spoiler alert: that potentially will play into what you've got to talk about today. So here on the Perspective Shift series, we take some time to um, dig a little bit into getting an understanding of a particular event that may have occurred in someone's life that caused a perspective shift. So first, let me start with just asking, what is something that you've changed your perspective on based on an event or an experience in your life? So my perspective shift was really moving from a place where I was hyper-concerned with what my body looked like and how it was perceived in the world to a place of being truly grateful for what my body could do and its capabilities, um, both up until the point of that event and significantly afterwards. Um, I don't think that, you know, being half a body conscious is a unique experience to anyone in their 20s, as I was in the time. Um, uh, but I'd liken the shift to being, now that I've had kids, like similar to um, the sort of joy that you feel when your kid, like, walks for the first time or, you know, puts their arms up and you know, wants yeah. to be picked up. Now, as a reminder, can you, can you remind us how old your children are currently? Uh, I have a three-year-old and a nine-month-old. Oh man. Gotta love it. Okay. Uh, all right. So that's the perspective shift that you've had. Now, can you take some time to, to talk to us about the event or experience that led to that particular change in your perspective? Yeah, so I was like in my late 20s. Um, I had signed up for my first uh, Ironman triathlon and I was deep into training. Um, I was two weeks out from the event and I was doing my final um, uh, race simulation. So, you know, a mock swim, bike and run. And um, during the bike ride, I had a significant uh, cycling accident, which uh, left me with the pretty severe fracture. So C1, C2 fracture, which is essentially a hangman's fracture, um, oh. thoracic uh, 
wedge fracture, which is like a through and through um, shear fracture and multiple broken ribs, like tons of soft tissue damage, really bad whiplash. Um, and so that was the lead up to the event. But the event itself was really like being on, I can remember it vividly, um, being on the hospital bed um, and having this sort of like out of body experience, which is probably fueled by pain and some hardcore drugs um, and pain medication. Um, yeah. But really being able to um, see my body as separate from myself and as like a, I know it sounds really weird, but like a life companion. Um, and it really gave me the insight that I needed to see like how poorly I had treated this companion. So, and how poorly I had spoken to them. Like I would never have spoken to friends the way that I spoke to myself or treated myself. So, you know, like constant like overtraining, constant like, you know, underfueling, being hyper aware of the fact that I didn't like look like a triathlete or look like a runner and like not having that be, I mean, the fact is, you know, you can have a conversation with yourself. Like, do you want to be an Ironman or do you want to look like an Ironman? Mm. Um, and for me, like I was saying one thing, but not, um, that wasn't translating to my actions in a sense. And that really like showed in performance and whatnot. Um, that's a really roundabout way of saying that um, I had, so I had this moment, like this epiphany. And I remember yeah. just feeling so much grief, like looking up at my husband and being like, I can't do this for the rest of my life. I can't treat myself this way. Like I can't. And I mean, it's ridiculous because I'm an engineer. Like I don't <laughs> make money off of what I look like. It, it almost like, makes it harder for me um, uh -huh. and so to be so consumed with you know how I presented to the world was it was just the the epiphany that I needed to really step away from that and be um super conscious and intentional going forward wow wow okay man there's so there's so many things I want to ask about okay so for context this occurred was it 2018 that's correct yeah ish Okay. Okay. So this was about, about five years ago then I guess it yeah, would be, yeah, almost but that occurred. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now leading into that event, which by the way, I mean, you're just like casually like, yeah, you know, I was training for training for my first Ironman. Can you talk to me a bit about, um, what got you into that particular sport to begin with? So my husband is an Ironman nut. Um, he, okay. I'll call him a veteran. It's probably a nicer way of, of saying that. Um, <laughs> it's too late. Cat's out of the bag yeah, now. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you won't listen to this episode. Um, it's all right. He's on about seven or eight um, Iron Man. Um, wow. And so we, when we started dating, um, it's really hard not to uh, get into a sport when your significant other is just so passionate about something. So he initially got me into running. Um, and I think when you're surrounded by people who are doing great things, so like a lot of his friends um, and now my friends are also into triathlon and stuff, it's like you can't help but want to be a part of it. And also you sort of absorb that passion and energy. So yeah, I've roped into it is a nice way of putting it. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Now, did you start initially with, um, with that? Well, you said you started with running. So did you go straight from running? to training for an Ironman or was it kind of more of a gradual buildup? Um, I think that was always in my mind is that I met my husband and he was already into them. Um, so I sort of started, I've swam in high school, so that's not a problem for me. And I sort of got into okay. running and cycling with the intent that I wanted to do this big thing. Okay. That makes sense. All right. So training for your first, 
your first event um, at that particular level, and you said you were two weeks out from that particular event. Okay. Can you, can you recall, um, at that time, like what some of your first thoughts were as you were, as you were realizing what had, what had just happened? Um, and here's, I guess, kind of my, my context, I've had conversations with other folks or, you know, consumed content around like similar types of events. So say, um, like an American football player, um, sustains an injury on a field, like one of my personal favorites, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, this guy named Inky Johnson, um, who had gone through a, a pretty tough experience on a football field. Um, and something that I, I have reflected on or listened to is there's this range of like different thoughts that sometimes they will go through, like they're playing through playing out particular scenarios in their head about, well, what is this going to mean for this and what's going to happen now and all that other stuff. If you can recall, what are some of the first things that you kind of thought about, um, in that moment, whether it's, you know, when you, I know you kind of reference this a bit, but I wanted to dig into that a little bit more, like just the, those initial thoughts that you had. So I think initially we weren't sure how bad it was. So, you know, those first moments in um, uh, the ED department, which is the emergency department, mm-hmm. um, until it was kind of like, oh, you know, shockingly, it was not my first bike accident. Um, oh, okay. So I wasn't, yeah, so, yeah, so um, I wasn't aware of, I was in a lot of pain, but I didn't know the extent of how bad okay. it was. And so initially I was like, oh, you know, maybe, you know, you sort of hold on to hope that, you know, two weeks away is a bit of a stretch, but maybe. Um, okay. And then a young doctor came in and told me that I'd broken my, uh, initially my, I'd broken my neck is what they'd found first. And I was okay. just devastated. It was just devastated. That's all I could. Yeah. Um, yeah so you put in like months and months of hard work um, and yeah. years essentially of like getting yourself to that point, And then, you know, it was just all. Yeah. 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 That was, those are my initial thoughts. Okay. And, um, I know you had, you had sent me some of the screenshots from some of the, the Facebook posts, uh, that your, your husband had made. What a fantastic partner, uh, yeah, by the way, wonderful. um, just how he was, I mean, you could, uh, I, you know, we, we just basically connected through social media. Right. And I, I'm just reading the, the screenshot that you sent me and you could just tell, I don't know, from my perspective, you can just tell like, man, you've got, you've got a great one in your corner there, um, where he's trying to keep people updated. And then also just talking about it from his perspective too. That may be an interesting, might do a part two, see if we can get him on here, um, just from his perspective too. And, um, it's interesting just to hear you talk about that initial thought process of, well, maybe there's a chance and you're kind of thinking of that event. I'm assuming then you know, based on the shift that you did have, where from my perspective or what I remember you talking about is that that transfer of being appreciative of what your body can do more than what your body um, what your body necessarily looks like, and I think that's a really interesting shift to have. Um, can you talk a bit about? Um, about how you've, like, what have you noticed that's different for you now as far as 
uh, behaviors or habits or actions that you take that are different now that you feel like you have a much better appreciation of what your body can do versus specifically focusing mostly on what it looks like. Any, like, how do you approach things differently, changes in, in behavior, attitude, like anything like that? Hopefully I'm asking that in a, a way that makes sense. Yeah, I'll try and answer that. So I think like it boils down to it is that whole event really helped move my locus of control from like the external to the internal. So it gave me um, a lot more accountability. And so for, I'm not sure if that makes sense, but so in terms of like how it's changed me, I then um, trained, had my son and I trained and completed another Ironman after that. And if I look at that process, what that was like, I was, that that gratitude helped me um, move really kindly through that postpartum process which I know can be quite hard for some women but I was very lucky in that I didn't feel any of that you know which is quite strange given my history um give myself grace and really work but also hold myself to account so you know just not just let it go it's okay what do we need to rebuild how do I do this um in like a realistic manner and then build from that postpartum period into Ironman training and then completion of that event um I think I approached that completely differently. So, you know, when I saw um, what I had, so I worked with a coach and, you know, what training I had for the day. So if it was uh, an intense session first thing in the morning, it would be a fed session. I wouldn't go into things, um, you know, intense sessions like, you know, um, fasted. I'd really focus on my nutrition. It meant that I actually hit those intense sessions really hard instead of just, you know, half-assing it because you're not fed. Um, yeah. And then it also meant that I had to take my rest sessions or like my easy like recovery sessions really seriously because I think I was just operating in the gray before. I wasn't fueling well, so I wasn't hitting hard enough, which means I wasn't tired enough to really take those recovery sessions seriously. And like what was recovery then anyway? Like team no days off back then. Um, <laughs> Doing some active recovery. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then shockingly, my entire physiology changed in that process as well because if you work the plan and eat properly, Funnily enough, things change. That's Crazy how shocking. that happens, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very novel concept. <laughs> you just I know. Do what you're told. Um, and I think also, I think, but doing all of that from a complete sense of like gratitude and happiness um, versus, and like wanting to take care of, you know, my lifelong companion versus like doing it out of, from a negative space, if that makes sense. It's like wanting to do something to see what you can achieve versus, doing something because you think it'll either change what you look like or, you know, give you some sort of standing with the amazing people that you're surrounded with. Um, wow. Yeah. I'm very That's, grateful for it because it, it, it like bleeds into like every part of your life really. Yeah. The, especially just even specifically what I'm really pulling from this is that, that gratitude piece. So it's, I can only imagine what that felt like to have, you know, your first experience with approaching that event, going through the rebuilding and I mean, the literal like rebuilding and repair um, and rehabbing work that you had to do and then getting another chance, like being blessed enough to actually get another chance to do that and now doing it from a perspective where, and maybe you can yeah, maybe you can help me with, you know, if I'm on the right track or maybe off the right track, but really 
approaching it with the perspective of understanding that like getting to that finish line was not a guarantee because you had just already gone through that experience where you were doing all the things and something happened. So yeah, let me ask you about that. Like, did that enter your mind going into training for the next Ironman? For context, when, what year did you complete the Ironman? 2021. 2021. So that would have been about, I'm really bad at that. Three years later. So three years later. Okay. Yeah, I now started how long- um, in 2019, so the year after I had. So after the accident, that following yeah. year, eight months after I'd run a marathon. So my intent was to do the Ironman the next year. Oh um, man! But I okay. fell pregnant with our son, so that sort of. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> yeah. grateful for that as well because I really right. I needed more time to work through everything. Um, but yeah, the gratitude piece, and I there was a lot of anxiety leading into the second um, build, true build for it. Um, but I did find that, um, I think even though I remember like, you know, a few days before, yeah, obviously got itchy feet that two weeks out period before again, um, as I think your body does, um, because the timing was the same. It was the same event that I was going to do in the year. Um, and what, what I found and my husband and I joke about it, I'll joke about it, but with the lead up to the first accident, I was so I was I was really fit. And I think if I wasn't that fit, recovery would have been a lot harder. So it wasn't like it was for nothing. Um and so that's sort of how I approached going into this one because I didn't get to do the official event because um the states here shut their borders like a week before um, oh, yeah. I was supposed to travel thing. over. Yeah, in COVID. Yeah. And so uh-huh. what was lovely is the local like triathlon community put on an event here. So they marked out a course, like an Ironman course for us, had like marshals and, um, uh, you know, support like volunteers and stuff, which was wonderful, but it was still on main roads. So that was like a true cool. test of like, yeah. Um, so still like cycling around amongst the traffic and stuff, which was like a really, and I had to cycle past my accident site like three or four times. So like talk about like exposure no therapy. Way. Yeah, wow. it was it was really cathartic, I think. Um, and I'm, I'm really glad for that because, like, my whole, like, support and community here came out to the finish line um, Yeah, for me. And I, I was, like, the last one on course too. So, because there's only, like, nine of us that did it. Um, so, it was really great. It turned out to be a much, much better experience having doing it here and not traveling for wow. it. Wow. What would, what would you say was um... – what was a, I wanted to ask what's the most difficult, but also remove the pressure that you have to exactly pinpoint that. Um, what do you recall being something that was difficult during the, the repair and rebuild process for you? Is there anything yeah. in particular that really kind of stands out? It's like, wow, that, that was super tough and I still overcame it. Any particular piece of, of that? I think just, I guess, you know, those initial days are really tough. You know, you're in a lot of pain. Um, the support team in the hospital was great. Um, but I think it's when you come home and you're no longer surrounded by um, uh, that support team and you're going through your day-to-day life again. And I think that's when you it really um, dawns on you that you have to start over. And, like, the extent to which you're starting over, it's not like just taking a break and for, like, a month and starting over. It's yeah. like literally 
you know, starting from, I remember like being on um, the bike and just spinning my legs and feeling so far in or, you know, building up from the bottom can feel really daunting. Um, So I imagine that was probably one of the hardest um, aspects of coming back from it. But even that has been wonderful because having had two babies after nine months of growing this human, you have to pretty much start from scratch again if you want to build up, you know, running and cycling yeah. and all of that again. So it's, I sort of take it as an opportunity to be like, yeah, we've been at this low place before and we can get mm-hmm. to there again. So impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What a, I mean, what a, what a crazy uplifting story and journey all the way through. And to be able to now be at the point where you reflect, on um on on your your i mean just your reflections from that are just uh that's pretty powerful um and as you know i'm I'm definitely biased because as somebody who um works with individuals and uh folks who will have stated athletic goals and goals of wanting to get stronger and different things like that and having those conversations where you know, somebody will say, I want to look a certain way. And it's like, okay, well, why, you know, you ask why like five times to try and dig a bit deeper. Um, because from, you know, in my opinion, there's gotta be something deeper than just like, I want to look really good. Like there's gotta be something that's, that's kind of deeper than that. And, um, we spend quite a lot of time trying to talk to people about giving themselves credit for what their body is able to do. Um, and sometimes, eh, sometimes they get it, and sometimes they, they don't. Sometimes you need to get yeah. the back of a truck to find that out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, un- <laughs> I, I, you could say that I can't. So, unfortunately, uh, yeah. Sometimes, um, sometimes it it takes, you know, it takes messages coming from different angles to really, really um, kind of have folks appreciate, you know, where they're at and what their, what their body can do. And I definitely, like from my standpoint, I would definitely agree with you that all of that work that you had put in um, prior to that particular event uh, most likely contributed in your ability to recover from that, that particular event. So the only thing I would, yeah, I would just say like it, it definitely sounds like you've gone through multiple um, like rebuilding processes both like internal and external and that's that's just super yeah that's super uplifting that's a really really appreciate you being able to take some time to kind of share that so um in in kind of closing this out even though i'm tempted to ask like a handful more things however um i'm trying to i'm trying to keep myself to my own structure here um in closing this out if you could go back and talk to, you know, you, you talked about like this occurred in your twenties, right? Is that what you said? Yeah. Late twenties. Okay. Okay. So not, not knowing, you know, what your entire history is or anything like that. And still going to throw it out there. If you could go back and talk to early twenties, Claire, what would you say to her knowing what you know now? Uh, it's going to be leaving that pretty broad. Yeah, I think I wouldn't change anything, but I would say it's going to be hard, but you can do hard things. Um, Mm. and just leave it at that. There's no, okay. 
Yeah, and I'm sure that probably translates into how you talk to your children and how you model for them. I'm sure it's got to. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, uh, I sincerely appreciate you taking the time to really share this particular uh, perspective shift. Um, and you had, when you had sent me those screenshots, you had mentioned that your husband mentioned that he thinks you kind of downplay, like how yeah. how serious that was. I got a co-sign with him on, <laughs> on that because uh, the amount of um, rehabilitation that has to happen and the amount of determination that it takes, um, not just to get back to, you know, just walking um, on your own, under your own strength, but not only to rebuild to that particular point, but also to get to the point where you go back and complete that event. Like you left no, no unfinished business, like you got it done. That takes some some serious fortitude. So congratulations on that. Do you have any events um, planned for the future or anything like that? Um, I do. Um, I first just have to say that my husband is responsible for a lot of my recovery. Um, mm -hmm. Without going too far on a tangent, in hospital there's a um, documentary called The Man in the Halo, which is about a um, professional triathlete who broke his neck. Um, mm -hmm and came back from it and he basically had it on the screen on repeat while I was in hospital um Ooh, he wow. also um when I was getting back on the bike my first few bike rides out ran I was I was so slow on the bike I was so fearful that he was literally just jogging next to me as I was you know getting used to being back out on the roads and stuff so he is just my biggest support and I'm so grateful for him because without that I don't think I would have you know, overcome that kind yeah. of fear. Oh man, that's awesome. Okay. So, um, and when is the, when, what do you have upcoming? Oh, my, oh sorry. Just put sorry. It that sorry. Way. What um, do you have upcoming? No, that um, was, that was definitely something worth mentioning. So let's, let's not miss that. Yeah. But what um, do you have, um, upcoming in the future? I'm sort of angling for in 2025, um, doing the comrades, um, ultra marathon back home in South Africa. That's a, oh. 88 to 90 K depending on the route, um, ultra marathon, but we'll just, Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that's we'll 2025. Yeah. Building back after this fast baby goes, we'll see how we go. Okay. All right. Well, um, sending you all the supportive vibes your way for 2025. Um, and with that, we are going to wrap up this particular episode. Um, again, thank you to Claire for hopping on and being willing to share your experience. I definitely appreciate it. And for anyone that's listening, uh, if you would like to send in any feedback or anything like that, I'll have my contact info in the show notes and I will happily pass that um, on to Claire because I, I've got a sneaking suspicion that this is going to be pretty inspirational uh, for someone else, uh, multiple people in some way, shape or form. So thank you again. Thank you for being here and we'll talk to you next time. Cheers.